and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. All right, it's the Brad and Brit cast. First one for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Britt has some important items he wants to go over, and I will uh, talk about what I discovered today is proof that uh, inflation is just it's just gone. You go first. Uh, Super Bowl commercial preview. Anna Ferris, that's Chris Pratt's ex-wife, will be nude for avocados by Mexico. Adam Driver is in Squarespace, and then there's some sort of commercial. Oh, yeah, it's uh, Sarah McLaughlin in a Bushlight commercial spoofing her funny uh, Humane Society ads. Now back to you, okay, Brad. That, okay, I'm already not laughing. <laughs> those make me cry. I thought they were going to uh, spoof the uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital <laughs> with those two little kids. With the with the with the, uh, the the poor disabled kids and that one kid who's been in the commercial for thirty years. He must be sixty. And he still has his high voice. <laughs> I thought they were going to do that, but they're not. I don't to make fun of it because, I mean, those, those kids just suction every fucking dollar they possibly can out. Of, I mean, they just right through the screen. They just every single dollar well, just the, comes the right the out of your pocket. Is, the problem is it's it's clearly a worthy cause. Yes. And, and their worthy cause is completely undercut by. And, and by the way, I I have it with me all the time. Uh, my dedicated remote. Yeah. To my sound bar, not the one that I have everything, you know, one with the cover, but there's That's a separate smart. one that comes with the sound bar, the little one that I, yeah. and I, I have it with me all the time. And the second I hear one, eight, I'm, I'm out. You're done. I, I will never listen to one, eight hundred cars for kids. And as I've said, I would drive myself over a cliff and die before I would donate to that scam phony. It is phony. Racket. It is That's phony. 1-800-CAR. And, and most people don't know it. And it doesn't matter how many articles, how many pieces are done. It doesn't matter. They continue. You know what? They shouldn't even be allowed to advertise, of course. Well, somewhere, they're, somewhere they're on an AM station playing right now that no one is listening to. Somewhere that's happening in America, that 877777 cars for kids shit. It's everywhere. It's not just there. It's everywhere. Oh, it's awful. All right. Uh, thank you for covering what we're going to see uh, on the advertising on the. And by the way, it's the big game. You now owe, you oh, now God. owe $2 million for saying the word Super Bowl. Is that still in effect? Is that still yeah. in effect? Yeah. They tried to trademark the big game. They tried to slap a trademark or a service mark on the big game one time. And they were not successful in that. All right. So I was, I was at uh, Costco this morning and I was shocked. Price of bacon. You know, they have a four pack. Okay. Yeah. It comes in packs of four. And the packaging's been the same. Bacon's been the same. It's four one pound things. Today, it was $13.99, which, if you get out your calculator, that's $3.50 a pound, three fifty. Yeah. Of course, at a grocery store right now, bacon is five, six, seven, eight dollars $6, $7, $8 sure it is. a pound. Absolutely. No doubt about it. No question about it. There's nowhere 
where it's three fifty a pound. You know, Costco is a different animal. I understand that, but a couple months ago, it was twenty one, twenty two dollars for that same package. Man. So something happened. They didn't just decide, oh, we're going to turn bacon into a huge loss leader. That's right. That's what they do, just like they do with the rotisserie chicken. That's what they decided. Yeah. No, they didn't decide to do that. They're the, the cost of the product is is down, and they're much more sensitive in passing the savings on to you more quickly, which is kind of an advantage that they they have, which is why 100 million people are willing to pay 100 bucks a year sure. uh, for the privilege of uh, privilege of going there. Um, but I was I was amazed. I was I was stunned because. And by the way, you want the egg price? The egg price? You ready? Ready. Um, this was a 24 pet, two dozen eggs, six dollars and 50 cents. Mm, that's not bad. That's 325. What does that say? Oh, I, so are, she, you're holding uh, you it too see. close. You're holding it too close. I was trying to get it to focus. Uh, cheaper bacon and flour offset, uh, surging egg and lettuce prices in December. This was dated January the 12th, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah. well, it might even already be more so than that. That's right. Um, so, and again, eggs right now are, you know, gosh, they, they seem like they're four and a half, five, six dollars a dozen in, in groceries. Hey, I do my shopping at Dollar General. They're a hundred dollars a dozen there. <laughs> Boy, what, what a scam those people have pulled off, isn't it? These dollar stores, which aren't a dollar anymore, but, but, you know, they, they moved into food and, yeah. and, and groceries. Yeah. And they must think so little of their clientele that their clientele is so stupid that they think that automatically prices might be better at a dollar general or family dollar for, for everyday food items like that. And they just rip the, you know, they're like the bodegas on, uh, on Lexington Avenue in, in New York. Want to buy a dozen eggs there? They've always been $9. So they've, they've you know, there's been there's been quite a controversy up in the mountains of North Carolina, where I'm from, where some of those very wealthy people have moved to places like Cashiers and like Toxaway and Sapphire and places like that, where they set up those little piece of shit ten place, dollar general stores. And some of the very rich people who have moved in from Atlanta or come up from Florida, they they don't really like those little piece of shit ten shacks they put on the side of the road, and they've tried to fight them. But they've been unsuccessful so far. Well, they have every right to expand and, and yeah. build stores. I, I, I would disagree with the, the, uh, the arrogant moneyed people who are moving to Western North Carolina <laughs> into their little enclaves. So don't worry. You don't have to shop at dollar general. Well, it just, it makes the whole neighborhood look shabby. It just makes the entire neighborhood. Look well, there's shabby. Nothing, I, I, but again, I disagree with that. That's there's nothing wrong <laughs> with the physical, uh, the physical buildings that they put up it's it's just the fact that they're they're very very deceptive all right that's our that's our economic report for the day uh including is a how much is a super bowl ad this year is it up past six million now i, I didn't even it must see be that because i know it, yeah. it passed five million um many many years ago and and by the way uh we're going to be watching the super bowl on a fubo that's Fubo. how it streams sorry, on sorry. Fubo TV. That's how Fubo. we, uh, those of us who are uh, generate, that we're Generation Z and Millennials. That's how we watch our shows. Is on that's Fubo. how we watch our show. Yeah, yeah. Because Fox, Fox itself, which has the game, 
doesn't have its own streaming. It doesn't have a peacock, no, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. They keep have talking a, about it, but then you know they. That was the news a few days ago. Is that Rupert Murdoch just threw up his hand and said we can't remerge News Corp and Fox together? So fuck it, we're done. Yeah, I can't do I, it. And I, and, I yeah. feel bad. I sent Rupert a note. I said, man, <laughs> man, you're 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 ninety three. I hope the social security checks are cleared for you, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad you sent that to him. Maybe that'll cheer him up. Now that the new season of succession to make fun of his entire family is coming back on HBO and HBO max. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not till, is it like March or April? I, I so. hate that. I hate I that when they start to run promos I know. And then at the very end first show, you know, six years from now. Stop That's it. right. Hey, Brad. By, by the way, the same thing with movies. Yeah. They're advertising movies. Open spring of 2023, at least. Stop it. The NBA finals are just around the corner, Brad. Hope you get ready for yeah. those. They haven't even played the all-star game yet. Or the playoffs or any of it. That's right. <laughs> just stop it. Oh, by the way, can we, can we do one more little sports thing? LeBron was right. He was so right. Well, I was watching right. that game. That That's was that re- was that was the worst call. But the reaction. He goes, he goes up. He goes up for a layup. He he he. You know yeah. he's he he attacks the basket and go, and he gets hacked. He gets hacked from here to Situate. They were playing the game in Boston. So we Peabody 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 Peabody, Peabody Mass Peabody Mass, and there was no call. Yes. And as a result, the game went into overtime and. The Celtics beat the Lakers, and They're, to his ass. credit, wait to yeah. his credit. No, there's no credit. All he would say after the game was, <laughs> I, "I don't ever get fouled on these plays," and he can statistically prove it compared to other people. It, it's really true. He doesn't. You're you're leaving out the re- the reaction. He reacted like a gypsy that had his entire family yeah, wiped out by over. Hitler. Right, he bent over. He he was really, was he was really the history. The on-court histrionics were just—that was the I real problem. But this, if it ever deserved it, this was it. And the rule that you can't have a replay on a missed call that never was—we're not yeah. allowed to do that. Can't do it. Which reminds me of oh, did something ever happen in the NFL about four years ago yeah, four. where there was a an interference call and it cost the, was it the Rams? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you can't, you couldn't, right. There would be no replay on yeah. that because there was no call. And Perhaps if there that, was that's some... pretty fucked up. That, that's real <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that's real. And by the way, it, it also should be noted. And we're on the record as uh, saying that Greg Olson is the best analyst and you know you got to hear greg olson right after you had to suffer through tony romo in the game that's not fair well how the but tony tony romo is rattled i'll tell you why he he's got greg olson rattling around in his head even though (laughs) tony romo is not threatened for his job by uh greg olson right now um because last week last week uh, Greg Olson pointed out something. I don't think any of us, if we ever knew it, we certainly forgot it, that the rule was if you catch the ball and you're not moving forward when you go out of bounds, if you move backwards, yeah. you're pulling back for some reason to avoid getting slammed into or something, the clock will keep running. You don't right. get the benefit of the out-of-bounds clock stops. Olson pointed that out, and he pointed it out beautifully. On Sunday's game, between uh, 
um, the uh, the Eagles and the um, the Niners. The Niners. Tony Romo tried to say the same thing, but he flubbed it. It made no sense. It didn't get out the way he wanted to, and it wasn't the same kind of a play, and it didn't affect the game at all. But he he felt he had to impart that bit of information to let you know that he also knew what Greg Olson uh, beautifully told the viewers a week ago. Just thought I'd I see everything. You can't get anything by me. You cannot you cannot do it, Romo, and and you cannot do it, um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is already on my shit list. He hasn't even done a game yet. He's on, my, he is, he's, on my, he's on my shit list. What did Tom Brady do to you? I mean, I'm not even a Tom Brady defender, but I'd like to know why he's on your shit list. I have a reason. It was the worst call in NFL history since you're bringing it up. It's a little thing called Oh, that's the right. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I, I, th- this, this whole idea that, that he has uh, um, been given a job in broadcasting, regardless of his quote-unquote credentials. Right. Um, this is the equivalent of making him the head coach of a team after he retires. And we all know the record of the greatest players being great head coaches in football or basketball or managers in baseball. It's mixed at best. It's always good. Terrible for the most part. And I think that also applies with broadcasting. I mean, one of the great conversions of a broadcaster uh, from playing the game was Pat Summerall, mm-hmm. who was a kicker with the New York Giants. But right. what did Pat Summerall do? For about 10 or 15 years, he did radio. He did. He did radio in New York, and he learned the business and you know, started doing television and became the Pat Summerall. Tom Brady is that he's no Pat Summerall, and I knew Pat Summerall. He's a good man. He's a good man. <laughs> and uh, um, the, let's put it this way. There aren't any John Maddens out there. Madden right went right into broadcasting, and he no. had it the first minute he was on. Good luck with thinking that That's right. Tom Brady is going to be John Madden. It's it's not going to happen. And, and even to his credit, Tony Romo was kind of a, a fish out of water too. In, in terms of people heard him the first time, thought he was pretty good, even though I bitterly uh, attacked him here for absolutely no reason <laughs> for no reason no reason when they no. do that that romo vision thing i think that's cool when they do that little that, i like that romo vision thing they do i thought that's pretty neat yeah 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 that's a that's a nice deal uh, okay uh, uh one more little note this is kind of a super bullish um uh, last week on this program we declared unequivocally we would not have m&ms at our our super bowl party because uh, supposedly Mars Candy caved in to the right wingers and fired the uh, Eminem sexy M&Ms and uh, turned them into uh, woke little lesbians Um, kicked them out and then decided Maya Rudolph would be the spokesperson instead of cartoon candies it was a shtick. It was a stunt. It was a bit by Eminem, by Mars. Okay. And they put out a statement. They put out a statement that says, rest assured, the characters are our official long-term spokes candies. The iconic Eminem characters are, in fact, spending some time pursuing other passions in advance of the big game. But that the Super Bowl ad 
for M&Ms will indeed feature the resolution of this storyline and put the spokes candies right back where they belong at the heart of the brand. Now, here's the question, Britt. Were we actually taken in by this? I don't think so. We were just goofing on it because, of course, I have no intention of not having M&Ms at our soup. I never did. You knew that. We've had them every time. They're always there. I'm still trying to figure out what the controversy, what was the controversy that they manufactured over at Fox over this? Well, the controversy was that the M&Ms in their uh, not yet changed form were too sexy. They were too sexy. They're showing some leg. Um, A little bit too hot. A little bit too hot for the kitties. Um, uh, I just wanted to put a little bow on the end of that great story all right february the 12th but by the way the, the potential that this backfires on m&m in general because people don't like being fucked with yeah over, over shit that's actually real in other venues where yes. things are made yes so don't i i i think even if it was a you know it was a joke it's fun i'm that's fine you don't you don't mess with the icons. No, you way. don't. Yeah. You, you just don't. But then that's why we're multi-billionaire candy moguls and they're not. <laughs> they they have no idea what they're doing and we're way smarter than they are, aren't we? Obviously. Are. Clearly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um why won't Don marry MTG? Oh, why wow. won't Don marry mtg here's the answer and of course you probably heard that last week marjorie taylor green or marjorie trailer trash green depending on how you want to term her and that's so demeaning that's so sexist that's so misogynistic that's for me, isn't it yeah, it deserves a lot more more respect um she unequivocally said i'd love to be donald trump's running mate i'd love to be alongside donald trump um that story was originally broken by NBC News. Matt Lewis of the Daily Beast says, um, don't uh, don't measure the drapes yet on the vice president's office, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, and essentially, his thesis is that, remember, Donald Trump is all about the look, the central casting, the how does it reflect on him? Uh, she's trash. If he picks a woman, it, it it's going to be somebody from the Miss Universe contest, something of that. And by the way, this has nothing to do with her views, her anti-Semitism. No, that's perfectly fine. He's it's in line with him. He doesn't care. He loves that. Yeah, she's a nine eleven truther. Oh yeah, no, um, she's a perfect ten when it comes to that shit. No, she's the Jewish space lady. That's not what would knock her out. So no. here's what Lewis says: Put yourself in his twisted frame of mind. Trump's selfish criteria will dictate doing a what makes him look good, b what makes him happy, and c what will help him win. Um, and he won't make the mistake of choosing someone like Pence, who uh, helps balance the ticket. Yeah. Well, what was the balance there between Trump and Pence? And Pence? What, what, what was that supposed balance? Uh, toxic masculinity and closeted gay. <laughs> that was the balance. <laughs> yeah. 
Isn't that isn't that a perfect balance, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I kind of, I. That, and by the way, is there anything the only thing lamer than saying I have the goods, I've got what it takes to be the president of the United States? It takes ego, it takes drive, it takes an unrelenting amount of confidence in yourself and, and energy. Nobody ever says, you know what? I've got it in me to be vice president. <laughs> I've got no drive. I, I, I've got a job where all they do is tell me what to do. And by the way, let me just add to what Matt Lewis said. Donald Trump would be, God forbid, 78. Yeah. If he was uh, elected in 2024. Uh, and the chances that, that he would die in, in office. Thank you, T. That's T. Barry. Um, and Marjorie <laughs> Not Taylor Greene would be Trump. the president. Are, uh, okay, so I guess that discussion is over, isn't it? Kind of is. Um, yeah. I, I, the former president rolling out a couple of big campaign stops over the weekend, Brad. He appeared in South Carolina where he fired up the troops and made a lot of incorrect statements. I know that you saw this and there are some people that are screaming about some of the networks that are covering this as an actual horse race kind of thing. But there he is in South Carolina talking to his peeps. Uh, he said that the wall was only about three weeks away from completion, Brad, that fantastic right. wall. We between don't have Mexico enough time, and the United States for all the lies. We don't have enough time for all the lies. <laughs> well, let me hit the highlights. <laughs> okay. so, he so could easily uh, solve the he could easily solve the russia ukraine war within 24 hours brad according to former president wow i want to hear that <laughs> here why don't you guys just take ukraine all right war over how are we doing everybody good oh uh, so full 100 capitulation and appeasement to putin who trump i believe today monday on his uh, dominating truth social platform he declared again that he clearly has believed putin all these years uh which you know publicly began when he answered uh, jonathan lemire's question at that press conference with the prime minister of finland uh several years ago he said of course i trust putin uh and you know, he went on to to trash the fbi trash the intelligence agencies so uh, this is donald trump this is the guy who thinks he's making some kind of political comeback and that's going to expand his his reach his number of people who would even think of voting for him by saying things like that and and, and i would like to uh, uh address what you said very uh, haltingly and quickly a moment ago this is what i wrote i said i've been noticing this the past few weeks that coverage of Trump's return to active campaigning is largely written about or TV'd as if he'd done absolutely nothing wrong the past few years to discredit himself, as if he's the new Trump, valiantly in search of a redeeming comeback. Article after article, TV stories about Trump are giving him a pass on seemingly everything, including his masterminding of January 6th, his attempt to overthrow the government, which he is portrayed as so eager to, to lead again. Already spotlighting his latest attacks and insults above all, it's as if nothing was learned covering his bullshitting 
2016 and 2020 campaigns. Every bit of coverage should include the facts about what he's done, what he's responsible for, how he's lied and grifted, and is likely to be indicted soon in multiple venues, not just the polling and where the next rally is or his latest lie. Bill Crystal started this the other day, uh, which actually crystallized what I've been thinking about. Here's what he said. Coverage I've seen of Trump campaign is all 2024 horse race. January 6th not mentioned. Understandable, but suggest the price we've paid for no indictments, no trial, no real reckoning for January 6th. Trump is treated as a normal candidate, not a president who tried to subvert the last election. And then, uh, you know, who Bill Carter is. He was the TV writer for the New York Times forever. He wrote the book, I think, about Jay Leno and David Letterman. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got street cred on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, in response to Bill Crystal, 100% to have zero accountability for the most lawless administration in U.S. history, one that plotted a coup for pity's sake. It's just both a massive fail and an insipid, an insipid disaster. I 1,000% agree with both of those guys. I mean, it's just, it's just mass hypnotic malpractice to cover Trump now as if he's 2015 Trump. Yeah. You can't do it. Well, and and it's also like, again, I don't know, the president made some very interesting policy statements. We like to dig into those. He gave us a lot of meat on the bone. I mean, it's, it's that kind of shit that really gets to you. Or I, I know you've seen this the last few days. He's going to approach it differently this time. Yeah, he's really learned his lesson. He, he's, he, and he's going to make specific policy uh, pronouncements and and statements and no no same guy and triple no no well basically when he gives these speeches anyway it's just a list of it's just a list of grievances how the election was stolen from him how the fbi has been screwing him how the deep state it's just that shit over now if they just would report oh, I, that the litany of grievances instead of him actually doing anything i would i could i could that's a more honest brokering of what's going on yeah if you put that at the front yeah uh, let's just assume for a second that there are some people who read in the United States. Okay? <laughs> and, that's a, and, and so when you're constructing a story in the case of Donald Trump, it can't be, he was in South Carolina and said he would solve the Russian Ukraine problem. By this, and on and on with these histrionic, crazy ideas. And then at the bottom say, Oh, and uh, uh, Donald Trump did try to overturn the election. Donald Trump did use the White House on behalf of his family to grift millions, maybe billions of dollars. Donald Trump has done things that uh, would get a normal American citizen thrown in jail. Donald Trump did take with him on purpose secret documents in a ratio of uh, a thousand to one more than than Joe Biden did and Mike Pence did with him to Mar-a-Lago and then resisted attempts by the National Archives and the FBI to return them appropriately. So they got a legally approved by a judge a warrant to enter his home after a subpoena, by the way, that he ignored. 
um, all that should be up front of every story. And then you should fill in the new details of what he said at the bottom. But it works in the other direction if you're lucky. If you're lucky, they go through the, the, the litany of sins that should make him completely ineligible to run, let alone be considered. Um, I, I, I just... Uh, it just it just makes me sick that they're they're falling for the same stuff. Yeah, they're falling for the same things. Yeah, and, I mean, and you know what? They're afraid. They're afraid. Well, you're. Why aren't you covering Donald Trump? He's a legitimate candidate. He's running. He's saying things. Why are you bringing up all these other? Th- they're all afraid. They're all afraid. That gets me into the whole. I hate, and I, I don't want to join the I hate Merrick Garland crowd, but that's that's what it gets me into. Is like, yeah, the guy should be behind bars. I mean, Jesus Christ! At some point in time, if you foment an insurrection toward a government, you should be behind bars. Uh, well, let's let's compare this, and and this is a, you may say this is a stretch, but in Memphis, uh, they acted really really quickly. Yeah, they did against these five now six cops yeah they just fired a sixth cop uh in the the vicious beating and the uh, charge with second degree murder that we all saw in horribly vivid form when they released the uh video on on friday night and um they acted quickly uh, they didn't do what we were all old enough to, to remember how this used to work. Well, it's going to be a, about a six month. Inve- we're going to, have to look at the video. You're going to take at least six months. No. And then it'll be another year. And, right. And meantime, they would be put on administrative leave. Right. With right. Right. All, all those kinds of things. All right. So. Uh, but we live in the post George Floyd era. But I thought the George Floyd era was the post Rodney King era. But it really wasn't. But eventually it was. And justice didn't happen as quickly as it appears to be happening here in Memphis. But it was uh, fairly quick. It was less than a year or so that um, the uh, officers involved, Derek Chauvin, well, I remember his name, yeah, uh, was, was, was convicted. Uh, but in the, in the Memphis case, they acted quickly. The prosecutor got on television and explained exactly what they were doing and there you go now here with donald trump and january 6th they're treating this and it looks like merrick garland now as every day that goes by until he suddenly holds a press conference and announces all the things that we know are true are true um every day that goes by he looks more like what used to happen in every city when a black guy would have the tar beaten out of him or be murdered uh, for having a tail light out where it would take years for there to be even a trial. And then usually the cops would be acquitted. Yeah. Those are the, old, but so we're, we're in the old days so far with mm-hmm. Trump and to have convicted and thrown into uh, jail and sentenced people with the oath keepers and the proud boys sometimes for six, seven, eight years. That's great, but that's not going to get it done. That's not going to get it done. We know that. You you don't knock out the mafia by getting all the, the captains and the street guys who deal the drugs 
and do the murdering. You got to get the Don. You got to hit the head of the Gambino crime family. You got to get the guy at the top. Anything less is a failure. And that's what's so galling about this. And, you know, I think you and I have given Merrick Garland more than the benefit of the doubt here when, when a lot of people were screaming earlier. But, you know, we are well past two years. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think where we would be if there hadn't been a January 6th commission, um, you know, a, a, a special, uh, yeah, a, a special committee in Congress. That the unsel- are, you mean the unselect committee? <laughs> yeah, it's, what, it's funnier every time Trump says it. Uh, you know, they've, they've put the facts out there. They've issued a report. Very well done. Very well investigated and, and, and proven. If there had been none of that, and we don't know for sure that Trump is going to get tagged and nailed the way we want him to. We don't know for sure that he's going to get tagged and nailed in Georgia, although it looks like the prosecutor in Fulton County, she's ready to go. She's ready to rock. She's not fucking around. And they've got some new things are brewing up in New York over the Stormy Daniels situation. That's correct. I just saw that. Um, But had there been no January 6th commission putting the evidence out there, is it fair to say that nothing would happen to Trump? We would definitely not have anything happen. That's a, you know, that's a great question. That is, and that's, that's a disgusting question to, to contemplate and a disgusting outcome to contemplate, but I think you're hundred percent right to ask the question. Uh, no, no doubt about it. And so while we're talking about investigations, we don't want to, you may have missed this over the weekend about the explosive bombshell from that Durham investigation. Oh, your, your crazy uncle Pete kept bringing up at Thanksgiving. You just wait. Biden's going down. And uh, what that, what had happened was that they would just pump this motherfucker up on Fox. Like it was the most explosive thing. Hillary, Biden, Biden's dogs, everybody in the fucking world was going to go to jail because this guy was going to, he, he is going to get the steel dossier and shove it right up Hillary's ass, right? This was the, the talking point. So in 2019, late in 2019, the Fox people start going, you know, there's a criminal referral coming on this thing. Criminal referral, which made you think, oh, my God, Hillary Clinton is going to have like charges brought against yeah. her or well, Bill Clinton. What, we're going to we're oh. going to be eating crow on this, aren't we? Brit? The fucking criminal referral was torn down on Trump. It wasn't even something they were investigating. They met with these guys in Italy and they went, well, I know since you guys are looking at stuff, look at what? this shit we found about Donald Trump with him and they it was so convincing and so damning that they had to go ahead and make a criminal referral on it. We weren't they weren't even investigating Trump. But he and uh Bill Barr yes. covered it up. Bill Bill Barr did not they covered that up. Bill Barr could have had a press conference and go, whoa, 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 whoa. There is a criminal referral and it's against Donald Trump. It's not against Hillary Clinton. It's not against Barack Obama. It's not it's it's against he never had that press conference. He never issued that release. He never clarified one bit. He just let the the dumbass, he let Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, oh, my God, there's a criminal referral coming. It was against fucking Trump more than three years ago because of this guy is such a corrupt piece of shit. 
Meanwhile, John Durham brought two cases against people. Uh, what happened to those two cases uh, when they went to court there, Brad? Lost them both. Lost they them both. Of, they got laughed out of court. Ding dong ditch. You're done. Bye. Oh, what did I do? <laughs> That's, no, that was that was it. He, he goes. He goes. Oh, for two. This was the guy. This Durham report. All these people. Oh, you just wait. You just wait. The swamp is going to be fucked when this thing comes out. And it turned out they found out. In addition to not finding anything about the Steele dossier that was criminal, they come up with another complaint against Trump when they weren't even investigating him. That was that's a great story, and you should go back and read it in the New York Times. If you missed it because they did put their their eight people on that thing. It's a really really good story. Uh-huh. <laughs> with a chance to clarify, Barr just sits there and does nothing. Well, you know, he's been running around the last year on the uh, Bill Barr uh, reputation rehabilitation tour, the attempt to do so. And um, two weeks ago, and I think we should save this for the next podcast because we're at the end, but I'll just leave this with you. Two weeks ago, Bill Maher had Bill Barr on mar and bar okay and bill mar went how should we say it pretty soft on bill bar and i was really really annoyed and i said to jane and this was before what we just talked about became public that bill bar just like with everything associated with trump it's always worse than you think it is or was right when you find out the it's always worse bill barr worse than you thought he was worse than the guy you knew lied and spun and crushed the outcome that should have uh, been the result of the Mueller report because he got it first and then lied about it okay that was bad enough um and bill maher let Bill Barr kind of sanitized himself. Bill would ask one probing question. Barr would make everybody laugh and ha 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 on, on we went. And I thought, well, wait a minute. He had Bill Barr on two weeks ago. Since then, we've learned that Barr um, signed off and was party to and drank scotch with this prosecutor, John Durham, who again, apparently came with a pretty good reputation and destroyed it (laughs) as everyone does. Everything Donald Trump touches turns to shit um, and conducted a fraudulent investigation that inadvertently found out that Donald Trump shockingly has financial improprieties associated with Russia. Who knew? And this is what they found out apparently for sure, which is what you were discussing. Uh, And I thought, well, maybe on this past Friday show, Bill Maher would come out and acknowledge that, that he would say, you know, come to think of it, I I, kind of was a little bit, no, but he, he didn't do that, which is the setup for, we'll talk about Bill Maher on the Brad and Britt podcast next time, because you're you're, of, jump, you're jumping off the bandwagon on, on the on Bill. Well, it's not. No, it's not a question. Of, no, I'm. I still like him. I I still like him. But I'm. I and I I understand what he's doing. 
but it's sad. It's sad. Wow. That's all I can well, say. Because you, you and I have both seen him live. We've both seen his stand-up and stuff, right? Yeah, this has nothing to do with yeah with, with that because you know that's that's a that's a whole different part of 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 what he does. But all right, we can um, discuss that. Th- th- this this moves this move towards both sides while pretending that he's not doing it. Yeah, is uh, very very disturbing. 